Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segafis podcast. This is the podcast show where we talk about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. I have been doing a lot of writing and proofreading and reading and studying and real-life dating in the past month. Um... I've been doing more of all of those things than I have done in years. I mean, I've always write, but specifically, I've been writing about female attraction. I've been writing about masculine frame, feminine frame, the grand, complicated human mating dance that we all dance every single day whether or not we know it and whether or not we succeed at it we're still in it and i've also been getting a super healthy dose of real world dating experience now i've been single for it's been about 3 months i think now something like that and um i've just i've been dating a lot been it's been really good very fun very successful i am hanging out with quite a few really awesome women and basically i'm going through the process of getting to know them having fun experiences and adventures with them just kind of experiencing life together a little bit and you know basically eventually working toward you know finding the exceptional woman I want to have in my life as a committed partner sometime down the road. But I'm in no hurry, right? Now, in this process, there's a big discussion about the one, like finding the one. How do you know if you've found the one and whether he or she is right for you? Right, And I've been doing a lot of thinking about this because this is a really pertinent topic on my mind. See, as I date women, as I engage with women, um, one of the things they ask me is like, well, what are you looking for? And then that's one of the things that I ask them as well. And another thing is that I want to be really open and upfront about my dating process. I want women to know right from the beginning pretty much that I, you know, I date many different like beautiful high value women. 
I'm uh, definitely not committing to one woman in any way, shape, or form until we reach some kind of agreement stage and we make agreements with each other, you know. So, you know, basically a woman should never consider me, you know, just with her unless we've made some kind of agreement about it. And, and I just, I like to, like that should be a given, but I've found that it's a good thing to, to clarify that, right? Uh, the reason being is because the whole point of, of that process is to work towards something different in the future, to work toward finding the exceptional woman I want to include in my life as long, on a long-term basis. I do want to settle down with someone someday. I want to have a, a good, stable, long-term relationship that's going to last, you know. And, and a lot of us want that. A lot of us would agree that that's what we're looking for. And pretty much those goals align with what most women are looking for too, right, I've found. So, so that's... That is also a commitment signal to let women know that I'm actually serious about finding a committed partner. So, uh, so that they know I'm not just out here just trying to, you know, lead women along and have, you know, you know, get my rocks off. It's, it's an intentional process for me and that's important to know because it is a commitment signal we got to be honest and authentic and genuine about these things. And of course, if if you're not actually looking for a long-term partner, you'll be honest about that, whatever. But here's why I say all this. When it comes to searching for the one, finding the one, a lot of people have this soulmate myth. They subscribe to this fantasy that there's just that perfect person for them out there somewhere. You know, somewhere out there, there's a man or a woman who is just searching for them also. You know, this this lonely life of solitude will end when the two of them finally cross paths and meet each other and fall in love. And that's when they'll find their person. Uh, but this is a really destructive myth. And it's... It sounds kind of romantic, but it's not realistic, it's not helpful, and it's very damaging. And I'm going to explain why. See, <clears throat> the soulmate myth, first of all, starts out with the idea that, you know, you can't be complete without your other half. You know, that there's another person out there who you're destined to be with. And that if you don't find them, well, you know, you're just going to be sad and lonely and continue to search for them. And so there's a, there is a something inside of us that longs for something, you know. But all too often, we don't look deep enough. We think what we long for is a partner. But what we're actually longing for is a meaningful human experience. It's just really easy to place that on the shoulders of another human, you know, a romantic or sexual partner, and then to 
place that responsibility onto their shoulders, which isn't really fair and it's not realistic and it's not the right thing to do. Um, more accurately, we should be placing that burden upon our own shoulders to find meaning and fulfillment in life. Um, another thing you could do is place place that at the feet of, you know, your God or your divine entity that you worship, perhaps. Um, that's a better place to rest that burden than upon the shoulders of another human that you love and care for. That's not entirely um, fair at all. It's actually not fair in any way. Uh, we should appreciate humans for the good things they give us, and we should be grateful for the good things they give us, and we should invest in them to the extent that we can, that we feel is fitting, a worthwhile trade-off for the good they give us. It's in our best interest to do that. So now, as I'm dating, I don't have... See, I don't have any need, uh, any deep, inborn need to find my my one, my soulmate. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding a person who is good enough and meets my standards, truly exceptional woman who is a compliment to my life, and, and I'll, I'll cash in on my value when I meet her by, by committing to her and making agreements with her, you know, someone who we have mutual desire for each other and mutual chemistry, and, you know, we both want the same things, and then I'll settle down with her, and it'll be, it'll be lovely, and, and most likely it'll be for very long term, maybe forever. And of course, that's never guaranteed. But the thing is, is that now that I know a lot more about how to vet women, how to conduct myself as a man, that process, like that, that doubt that something won't last really diminishes. I know that I have quite a bit of power over how long my relationships last. And so... If I make the right choices and I vet women properly and I look for the red flags, I can pretty much, you know, I can pretty much stay out of trouble and and keep my nose to the grindstone and and uh, I can vet out women who are likely to bring trouble to my life and I can continue to spend time around the ones who are a compliment, right? And so, if I'm not attracting a high enough caliber of woman, right? If, if the women I'm attracting aren't beautiful enough, if they're not smart enough, if they're not successful enough, if they're not ambitious enough, any of these qualities, right? Then I need to ask myself, you know, what's, what's the issue? Well, here's the issue. If you're not attracting high enough quality partners, it's because your value and your quality is not high enough to attract them. Because it's really actually quite natural how it progresses, how you attract people who are about the same level of value as you. Right? Of course you're going to attract people who are lower value, who you're not going to be interested in. But, you know, for men, it's, it's pretty much a given that men are going to attract 
women who are about one to two ranks lower than them in value. That's just the way it goes. Um, and then women are going to attract, well, all types of men. However, you know, they're going to notice that about the highest level of man they can get will be a man, you know, one to two levels above where they are. So, you know, if a man is a seven, for example, then he'll probably notice that he'll be able to attract sixes and fives. But if he wants a seven, he's going to have to become an eight. If he wants an eight, he's going to have to become a nine. And that's just the nature of the game, right? Uh, because women have the more valuable reproductive equipment, and then they seek to offset that with a partner who brings, you know, enough to the table to be a worthwhile trade-off. And so that's a very natural way that it's balanced. So when it comes to finding the one in the soulmate myth, it's really important that you understand that the process is what you make it. You may serendipitously happen to meet someone incredible who's a great compliment to your life, but you are more likely to find someone who's an incredible compliment to your life and who is an incredible partner if you, number one, work on yourself to become a higher value man or woman, two, you engage in dating and you know, you actually get out, expand your social circles, meet people, and go on more dates. And three, if you learn how to vet your partners uh, or potential partners well so that you can identify bad behaviors before they become a problem and then, you know, basically stop seeing those people so that you don't waste your time, right? It's all a life optimization game and a time optimization game. And of course, it'll help you to learn the dating skills, the five overarching dating skills that I teach in my, in my system. Approach, engagement, connection, escalation, and closing. Uh, these are skills that men and women need to learn. However, the approach is a little different. Men and women take a slightly different approach to these skills. So it is a little different. And then the attraction metrics. We need to level up our attraction metrics, right? Become high-value men and women. Of course, this process is also different for men and women. Men and women have to focus on different attraction metrics because the, the nature of the masculine and the feminine are quite different. And then they are, in many ways, they're, they're almost at conflicting opposite ends of the spectrum but they can also be very complementary. And so uh, they can be complementary and beneficial when they enter, you know, a, a well-matched pairing, right? So that's kind of the goal. So anyway, with all that being said, when it comes to the soulmate business, uh, try to stay away from that idea of a soulmate, of a twin flame, uh, etc. I... I cannot say for sure what it is that draws people together and makes them really have powerful chemistry. Um, I have had connections with women that were so strong and powerful that, you know, they even tempted me to believe that we might be soulmates to some degree. However, you know, I don't see, 
I don't see any direct evidence that that's the case. I, what I see in the world is, is very cause and effect oriented. And I see that the, the, the higher value I become as a man, the better experiences I have with women and the better the quality of women I manage to attract in my life. That is absolutely for sure. Like I, I can see that very plainly, very clearly. Now, it's also true that the quality of the connections you're going to enjoy with dating partners is going to correspond to how attractive those partners are and how drawn to them you are and then in turn how drawn to you they are this is what creates chemistry and that magnetic you know that magnetic attractive magic right but it's really important to understand that if you want to give yourself the best chance of experiencing that kind of magic you need to level up, become a high-value man or woman, really focus on your attraction metrics. So for men, this means building wealth, status, power, strong tribal connections, physical athleticism, leadership abilities, just in general becoming a more effective man, right? For women, this means leveling up your youth, beauty, fidelity, and fertility cues, right? You want to achieve that 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 magic hip-to-waist ratio that gives off the beauty and fertility cues. You want to be agreeable and you want to be inspiring. The type of woman who brings beauty to the violent, conflict-oriented nature of the masculine life, masculine experience. Bring that feminine energy into his world to make him... Like make his life and experience a more beautiful place. Because that's how men, that's how a man experiences the true depth of beauty in the world is through the feminine, right? That's how the masculine interfaces with beauty. And then that's how the, it, the feminine braces against chaos and they find security and safety in, you know, under the shelter of the masculine. That's where they find their home. That's where they find a place to belong and a place to be safe, right? And so when the two, when the two work together, they create a very beautiful, like symbiotic type relationship. Uh, I think that's the right word. Sim- mutually beneficial, symbiotic. Uh, I think that's the right word. Anyway, the idea is they they help each other, mutually beneficial, and they feed each other and you know it's not a parasitic relationship where one is just dragging the other along that shouldn't be the case so in essence at the end of the day what i'm saying is if you want to find the kind of connection you would expect to find in a soulmate the first thing you should do is you should you should start increasing your value on the dating marketplace with, by leveling up the value metrics uh, associated with you know your gender, male or female, 
Um, and then number two, you need to expand your social circles and actually date, get to know people, get better at dating, etc. And then number three, you really need to learn how to vet out like red flags and um, red flag behavior and partners who are not going to be good for you, not be a compliment to your life. If you can learn to do these three things and do them well, and you keep getting better at them, you're going to be so much more likely to actually make like a twin flame connection or something that feels like that, right? Um, once again, I don't know that there's any proof that that kind of thing exists. I, I don't know that our souls meet each other and recognize each other. I don't know about all that. It's possible that it's true. Um, however, in the absence of proof for that, I think that it's safer to conduct ourselves in a cause and effect program, right? Because our reality seems very cause and effect. So that's what I believe to be true. And that's what seems to be true in my life. And my dating life just keeps getting better as I lean into these philosophies, right? Which is evidence to me that they work because, you know, if they work for me, they can work for you. All right. That's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegathis.com. Catch you on the flip side.